Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, your host of Speaking of Travel. I've lived in Western North Carolina for 40 years, and I had never been to Merle Fest until just a few weeks ago. I had always wanted to go, but every year came and went, and I was never able to get it together to get up there. This is the thing about travel sometimes, and I'm as guilty of this as anyone. Because I had never been, I worried, how would I pull it off? Where would I stay? What would it be like? Well, I'm here today to tell you, when I set my mind to going, and I can tell you Chris Christofferson was a headliner and I really, really wanted to see him in person, I was able to put a plan in action, be patient, make connections, put all the pieces together over a three-month period, and see the plan unfold in my favor. It all worked out, and I had a blast. And I'll tell you what, I am sorry I waited all these years. Fest is one of the most organized music events I've ever attended with this amazing lineup of talent. This was the 31st year, and I would venture to say the festival's four-day audience well exceeded at least 80,000 participants, but I never felt overwhelmed by the crowd. Everyone was so nice and friendly and certainly knew how to have a good time. Even when it rained a little on Thursday, no one seemed to mind. Uh, note to self, bring an umbrella. But not to worry this time, there were these random people in the crowd who invited me to stand under their umbrella with them. And I'll tell you, Merlefest is like this big old camp for musicians and music fans. It's held on the campus of Wilkes Community College right up in Wilkesboro, North Carolina. And there's no alcohol. The festival originated as a simple, loving idea to cultivate the campus gardens and over time grew to honor the memory of Doc Watson's son, Eddie Merle Watson, and it has become a celebration of music based on the traditional roots-oriented sounds of our Appalachian region. Well, today the music has expanded to include Americana, country, blues, rock, and so many other styles. There are 13 stages during the course of the four-day event, and there's so much to see and do. By the end of the weekend, I really just want more. Imagine over a hundred incredible performers, including Chris Christofferson. I was so glad I was able to see him. The Steep Canyon Rangers with Steve Martin, Bela Fleck, Sam Bush, Jim Lauderdale, the Mavericks, Robert Earl King, Brandy Clark, Mike Aiken, Town Mountain, on and on and on. The fun never ended. Well, some of the highlights of Merle Fest 2018 are included in these wonderful conversations I had with some of this year's performance right in their element. I caught up backstage at the Big Watson stage with Wayne Henderson and Presley Barker. Now, with almost 60 years separating them in age, they have a lot in common. Well, they're both amazing guitar players. They love Doc Watson's music and hail right from the mountains. Wayne is an award-winning guitarist and renowned guitar maker who has built guitars for Doc Watson, Eric Clapton, and hundreds of other pickers. Presley, 14 years old, and he tells me what it was like performing at the Grand Old Opry. I'll tell you, that Presley is something else, that's for sure. I loved meeting them and having them sing just for me. So many special memories. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and I'm here at Merle Fest with... Wayne Henderson, 
Presley Barker. Nice to meet you guys. So, nice to meet you. Thank you. Tell me a little bit about your getting here to Merlefest. Have you ever played here before? Yes, I've played here about ever since I started. About uh, six years been playing the guitar, and, and I always love coming to Merlefest. It's one of my favorite festivals to come and be around this wonderful music and, uh, and be uh, at the festival where Doc and Merle Watson you know got their festival started so it's a real honor to be here today and where do you live i live right over the hill in trap hill north carolina nice and what about you i live up in the edge of virginia then uh, the closest i live in a little community called rugby but the closest place we got a post office is mouth of wilson and uh that's uh, about an hour away from here not yeah. too far so do you guys travel when you play your music Oh yeah, we travel everywhere, and I've, of course, I'm I'm way older, you know. I've been doing this all, pretty much all my life. I'm 70 now, almost 71, and I've traveled all over everywhere, you know, play, playing music. But it's it's so it's a pretty good thrill to just to get to come an hour away to come to a place as nice as this, you know. And what about you? Have you been traveling about? I do. I, I travel a lot, and uh, we're we're heading out to uh, Montana and Missouri, and I've been to. I mean, I've not been as many places as Wayne has, but there's been will, uh, been a few places, and I'm just real blessed to be able to go anywhere. That is so great. So when you travel, does it? I'm sure, open your eyes to new places and new people and change you a little bit each time? Yes, I, I love to go anywhere to play music and meet new people. Love, I love that. And, and uh, getting to see the country is just a real great thing. So. And what about you? Have you ever been overseas with your music? Yeah, I've been... Uh done all kinds of used i used to do state department tours i played in asia and africa and all over europe and and uh middle east and and you know almost everywhere you can think of you know to play but it's uh always wonderful to travel right around this area right here we've got everything we're interested in and and especially music wise you know you have uh our old-time bluegrass music of the area is as good as it is anywhere in the world, I think. And and you have a festival like this, like Merle Fest down here, you've got every kind of music you can imagine comes to us right here. And uh, so you get to see all different varieties of music, and it's just a thrill to get to do that. Well, thank you both so much for taking a few minutes, and why don't you strum me a little tune before we go out? Okay. Just anything you want. That'll be great. Don't play one. Well, let's see. Play whatever you want to, Presley. Uh, do a little bit of Alabama Jubilee. Okay.
loved meeting Savannah Smith the day before the festival even opened. This North Mississippi soul singer, songwriter, and guitarist has been making waves in the country Americana scene since her start in 2012. Savannah and her band, Southern Soul, are based right here out of Asheville, and they have this lovely, soulful energy to create powerful melodies and lyrics. I had this one-on-one with Savannah, and she sang Mississippi just for me. Savannah captivated me with her strong, soulful voice and her delightful personality. I'll tell you what, she is totally on her way up. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball with Speaking of Travel, and I'm here at Merle Fest, and I'm talking to Savannah Smith. Savannah, it's so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. So I was just listening to you play. Really nice. Thank you. You've been playing for a long time? I have. been singing since before I could talk, probably, and playing for about 15 years. Wow. So, yeah. Well, you don't look like you could be beat even 15 years. <laughs> oh, so. I know. So where are you from? I'm from North Mississippi, a little town called Tupelo, and, um, but uh, by way of Asheville, I'm station here in Asheville now. Awesome. Well, I live in Asheville, too. Okay. All so right, good. Do you perform in Asheville some? We, we do. We do. Me and my band, we're Savannah Smith and Southern Soul, and uh, we play all around there and building up the region right now. Awesome. Well, yeah. we'll put it out there. Thanks. So you do a lot of traveling? We do. We're getting ready to do a lot more this year. Yeah. Um, but absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me some places you're going. Places we're going. Well, this is the first big one. Well, it's not too far to travel, I guess, but... um. And then later this year, we'll be at a festival in Kentucky, and I've got some personal travel coming up later this year out of the country, so that's going to be nice. Yeah, where are you Um, going? I'm going to Greece. Oh, yeah. you lucky. So, I know. That's going to uh, be so much fun. It is. Got to get out a little bit and, you know. You do. Experience different things. Well, that's what we talk about on Speaking of Travel. Okay, great. It's good to step out of that familiar zone. Yep. You know, try other cultures. Yep. You're going to bring your guitar? Absolutely, absolutely. I think, you know, and draw so much inf- inspiration from, from traveling and meeting different people in different ways of life. It's, well, yeah. that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Well, strum me a few chords there. All right, let's see. We play a Mississippi. Let's go to song right now. Mississippi, can't you see us while you're doing to me? Hey, you got me running from the law. You got me screaming out loud. You see, I'm drowning down here. Well, so. Awesome. So tell me again, name of you, name of your band. Well, I'm Savannah Smith. The band is Savannah Smith and Southern Soul. Well, and, um, yeah. Yeah, well, have fun at Merle Fest. Thank you. Thanks. We'll be on the Americana stage Friday at 945, and yeah, all around. All around. <laughs> is this your first time? This is my first time playing. Um, I was a finalist in the Chris Austin Songwriting Contest a couple of years ago with that song, Mississippi. 
And uh, and now we're ready to rock it. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations. <laughs> and you. great to meet you. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Too. Thank you. I loved sitting down with Mike Aiken because Mike Aiken is a happy guy and he travels a lot and he loves it. For the last 27 years, Mike and his wife Amy have lived on a sailboat and his lyrics often reflect what that lifestyle is all about. Mike talks to us about what it's like to adapt to the ways of other cultures and finding the commonality of people all over the world and the power of nature and the big seas. Mike is a storyteller and he shares those stories through his music. His seventh studio album and the follow-up to the Grammy-nominated Captains and Cowboys is called Wayward Troubadour. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball with Speaking of Travel here at MuralFest 2018. I'm here talking with Mike Aiken. Mike, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Marilyn? Great. You know, we were just talking about being happy and... That's something that I hear over and over and over again from the people that I talk to who travel. They're always happy. You're meeting new people. You've been traveling a lot. A lot. Yeah, we're under a lot. That, that's a good way to put it. I've been uh, uh, living on sailboats for the past 27 years. I've been uh, over a lot of the world on sailboats. Um, I love to travel. I'm not good sitting still. You know, so it's either on the boat or in the band in a bus or flying. You know, at my worst, when you get tired, I go, well, I can't wait to be home. That lasts about three days. And I go, well, where are we doing now? <laughs> yeah, I love traveling. So tell me a little bit about uh, when you first were, well, let me, let me start here. Did you travel when you were a kid? I did. Um, my mother was raised in France, so it's pretty much when my folks could afford to go back, that's where all our vacations were. You know, and once you were there, you were with family, so you didn't have cost once you could get there. Uh, and it was in a different experience as a kid being, you know, being there. My grandfather had a uh, motorcycle sidecar. They didn't own a car, but I'd get in the, on that bike with my grandfather. We'd go all over. I mean, I was, yeah, traveling's been a big part. Yeah. So when did you start living on a sailboat? You said it was like... About 27 years ago. Yeah. What made you decide to get off land and go on the water? Um, I had... Uh, I grew up very rural, and uh, and we had a small farm, um, raising a daughter, you know, and, and sort of that makes you be a little bit more stationary at that time and and it was time where it didn't have to be and i always had a dream you know younger i used to hitchhike all over um and the world's what are the 80 percent water so you know my whole thing was if you can get on that water figure out how to get around there's you got the world you know if you can afford the boat and figure out what to do which isn't which isn't easy all the time. Navigation can be difficult. Learning how to run a boat can be difficult. Um, but if you do that, boy, the world opens up to you and, and the people of the world. So so for me, we rented out our place for a little bit, and every time we came back home, we liked being on land less. And, and one time we left a boat in Spain, came back, and said, you know, there's just no, for us, you know, it's not for everybody at all, but for us there was no more, you know, the shine was gone on having property and acreage and and the responsibility of that, you know, so so we sold it. And you 
must see things that blow your mind. I mean, it just, I can imagine that, um, you know, when you're out on the ocean and, and you enter into a new port, it's sights and sounds and smells like you've never had before. Yeah, What's absolutely. that like? Um, it's great. You know, you have to be of a mindset that a little discomfort is not a bothersome thing. You have to be really patient. You have to realize it's their country. It's not your country. Um, you know, you, you, it changes your perception some. And, you've, and you do that change, and, it, and the world opens up to you. You know, it's great. And then there's the there's the whole natural side of the world from a sailboat. You know, sailing with whales and, I mean, the stuff we've seen offshore, um, real power to, to me. You know, we were caught 10 days in big, big, big storms off of the Grand Banks heading to the Azores. And that's um, that's real power, you know, big seas that you're, that you're in. You don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. That's a that's a real learning experience. And the the people that you meet all over the world, give me a little bit of an idea of, um, you know, when you're in another culture, what it's like to to meet new people who might have different traditions and different uh, ways of seeing things. What is that? Okay, like? so so here's just a, a little one. We were in. Um, uh, a little port, a commercial, tiny little port called El Rampido uh, in Spain. And we're anchored out in the river. And the easiest way for me to make quick friends in in a country like that. Now, you know, this is the caveat is you're not on a two-week vacation. You know, it's a lifestyle. It, it's not a vacation. So I went into this boatyard, and I wanted to sort of get immersed in that culture. So I see that there's a mechanic doing a big boat job. And I just go up. I have very limited Spanish. He had very limited English. And I, I start handing him tools. I could see the job. We just started working together. So that went for a week. I would just show up and work for free. And I was learning from him. But really quickly, uh, Amy and I were invited to his house for dinner. All of a sudden, you were part. It, it brought you in from a whole different level um, than trying to buy his work or get into that. You go in and give yourself. And, and really quickly, the world opens up. So he ends up inviting us for Thanksgiving dinner. And he has no idea what Thanksgiving means, but he knows it's a holiday here. So we're at Thanksgiving dinner with his family. And Amy had uh, made some pumpkin pies on the boat. And he had made stuff. So he goes, okay, Thanksgiving. That is, and everybody's looking at, uh, you know, e- either Google or, you know, language translating books. That is fireworks, turkeys, and, you know, oh, so it was hysterical. You know, then you realize these things you take for granted is, of course, everybody knows that. Well, why would they? So it was just fun to just start going at. And that opened up to what are holidays for you? What are holidays for us? All of a sudden, there's a commonality. And that's what you, that's what you hunt for. You know, in this day and age of there's just so much noise and so much them versus us and, you know, people are different and, and we need to be, you know, looking out over our shoulder because people are different. People who travel know better. It's, it's really true. We have a – because Amy and I have been in a lot of – uh, places we don't go to yacht clubs, 
uh, that's not where we try to go. We really try to immerse ourselves with the people somewhere. And we've got a, when we started doing this, just an agreement. If either one of us, for any reason, says, I'm getting the bad vibe here, that person says it once, and you get out. I mean, you, we trust our gut that way. Because, I mean, bad things can happen anywhere. Um, but in 20 years of doing that, it's only happened twice. Um, and 20 years of doing it, it would happen because really we were in the wrong place. If we were maybe a little more astute, we wouldn't have been in that place and it wouldn't have happened at all. But but 99.999% people are want to be helpful. Right. You know. Well, Mike, tell us a bit about your new um your new album do people even call them albums anymore i mean i I was looking down here at the uh, merchandise at the artists and i see a lot of actual albums well they're they're getting much stronger vinyl is coming making a big comeback i'm so excited about that and uh i self-produced this one the last one i had a guy dan baird from the georgia satellites produce it and that, that was one of dan's thing he goes i don't make a cd i make a record and, and to me, that meant that meant a lot. I mean, he cared about the the project as a whole, not as one single thing here, one single thing there. It's, it's a to me, it's it's still real important to have the whole thing a whole. So uh, the newest one, it's uh, out June eighth, and it's called Wayward Troubadour, which I think describes me uh, pretty well. And it's and it's bits and pieces of the songs I picked and the songs I wrote, bits, bits and pieces of life, as I see it, just three-minute stories um, from all sides. And, you know, love stories, just stories. You know, that's that's what I like to write. Well, I can't thank you enough, Mike, for being here on Speaking of Travel, and I'd love to have you back, do a whole full hour show with you and, you know, get a little bit deeper into some of your travel stories and uh, life on a sailboat, and it's a whole other culture. So oh, it is. Oh, it is. Well, great. Well, thank you so much, and have a wonderful Merle Fest. Thank you very much. Such a painted lover, but I can't take another. It just won't do for me. Out on your fields and your battlegrounds for love, blue and black and gray. In the full moonlight, feel the spirits in the night. You can almost hear them say, Come on, sweet Virginia. I hear you calling me Come on, Virginia Set my soul free 
was able to meet some awesome Merlefest performers thanks to my friends over at Mountain Home Music Company, a premier bluegrass label with global distribution located right around the corner in Arden, North Carolina. Unspoken Tradition returns to Merlefest, and according to mandolin player Ty Gilpin, they love being back and seeing old friends, camping, picking around the campground when they're not playing on the big stage. I'll tell you, these guys are on the way up. Unspoken Tradition is a fabulous group of talented musicians, and they're based right here in Western North Carolina, specializing in original bluegrass music. Ty and I sat down for for a great conversation right in the middle of Merlefest. Hi, it's Marilyn Ball, and I'm here at Merlefest 2018. I'm talking to Ty. Ty. Ty Gilpin, yeah. How are you, Marilyn? I'm doing great. great. And your band is Unspoken Tradition? Unspoken Tradition, yeah. Yes. Yeah, we're, uh, we're here at Merlefest looking forward to our set tomorrow on the main stage at 1230. Watson awesome. stage, yeah. On the big Watson on stage. On the big Watson stage, yeah. We've you, been there before. We're glad to be back. Oh, look at you. Yeah. I bet this is so much fun. What's your <laughs> favorite part of Merlefest? Oh, gosh, you know. When the weather's good, I just like being in the area. Um, it's always great to see the friends that we sometimes only see over here every year. Uh, gosh, it's just a beautiful part of the country to be in. And when the, when the weather's great, the music's always great. So, uh, you know, we love to camp here, too. Even when, even as artists, we like just to camp and pick around the camp spots. <laughs> it's one of the first... Um, festivals and 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 really camping times we have to kick the year off so we just love being being in the being in the place and where are you all from we are based out of i I actually live in Asheville, north carolina the group unspoken tradition is based out of cherryville north carolina it's cherryville without the y so it's cherryville which is just uh north of shelby so a couple of us we're all sort of in the western north carolina area a couple of us more in the mountains and those guys down there in cherryville yeah so you guys do a lot of traveling uh we're we're a regional group for the most part there's so many opportunities festivals and um uh, clubs and listening rooms to play uh in the southeast so we mainly stay there uh, we do some national, international traveling. We were up in the Yukon last year with some of our favorite groups. Um, we're looking to do uh, some more, um, some more middle part of the country traveling as we get geared up for uh, the next season or two. So we are expanding where we go. Not, not, not road dogs like some of these groups yet. Yeah, we're sort of a younger, emerging. Up and coming group. <laughs> yeah, I like so that. We're on the way up. We're on the way. We catch us on the way up and maybe the way down. No, no, no. <laughs> way, way, way on the way up. Definitely. So, Ty, let me ask you. Um, there's just so much going on at Merle Fest and people coming here from all over the world. Uh, how how many times have you played here? Uh, the Tradition has played here. This is our second year as a band. I've played here a couple other times supporting sort of as a side guy, playing with some other groups. I was here last year on the cabin stage working with Ken Tizzard, who is... Uh, a Newfoundlander, and we had a lot of fun playing some of his original music. So, 
That was really great. So I've, I've, I've been I've come a couple times to play, and I've been coming to Merle Fest on and off for 25 years. So yeah. Well, you know, this is the 31st year of Merle Fest, so you've been coming for a good yeah. long time. Yeah, I think the first Merle Fest I came was probably back in '95 or so, '96, somewhere like that. So a little over 20 years. Yeah. So let me ask you this: If you were talking to uh, you guys are an up and coming band, you you know you're getting out, getting in front of more and more people. What would you tell somebody who was like two or three steps before you? Well, um, excitingly enough, we've just been signed to the Mountain Home label. So, uh, And Mountain Home does like to take some time to um, invest in new groups that are up and coming. But it's also the home to our big heroes, Balsam Range, you know, Sideline, Dole Lawson, the Lonesome River Band. But before we were actually working with a label, we did two albums independently on our own and promoted them on our own and went through the normal steps that uh, you would do if you had uh, team support behind you. But we just did it all DIY and did it all in-house. And luckily, there's lots of formats and tools out there for groups like that to do it with. You can... um, you, know, you can send your music out and get it on streaming sites. And so we organically built a fan base and worked really hard to get uh, you know, our sound how we wanted it. Worked a lot on original music to offer something different. Because uh, in bluegrass, you know, traditional music, it wouldn't be traditional music if it didn't all sort of sound the same. So you have to do some things to set yourself apart. So we've worked really hard for the last five years doing that. And uh, I think that's some of the dues you have to pay. You have to be a DIY artist these days to get your foot in the door and you're you know, off the ground a bit. Uh, but now we're looking forward to the opportunities we'll have through the label and the team that they have over there. So, uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's just, just you got to get in there and work hard by yourself for a while and hope some doors open and uh, well it sounds like the doors are starting to open that's really exciting ty i'm so glad to get here right at that peak because then i can say hey i knew them when i hope you can say that Uh, we will we'll definitely say it well listen have a great time here at merle fest let's stay in touch i'll have you guys back on the show sometime and absolutely we're up there the same neck of the woods as you are outside Asheville. so we'll have to visit again real soon that sounds great all right well thanks ty thank you so much great to talk to you you too hey this is marilyn ball you're listening to speaking of travel It ain't all one man can see And all too often you find out Life ain't what it's supposed to be And I wonder what it was I did so wrong I wonder if I'm ever gonna come back home Hang my head in sorrow Hang my head in shame And I walk out in the Carolina rain 
You'll love hearing some fun travel stories with Steve Dilling and Jason Moore from the band Sideline. What began as a sideline is now a three-year gig with this band. These guys have traveled all over together, and they've traveled to almost all the 50 states and abroad. Their music is what bluegrass is all about, with pounding dynamics and heartfelt songs. Every one of these band members has played Merlefest before in separate bands, but this year marks their very first time with the band Sideline. It was a beautiful afternoon at Merlefest when I caught up with these long-time musicians. I've got some really great special people right here in front of me. This is... Steve Dilling. Jason Moore. And you guys are with... The band Sideline. Sideline. Wow. Your music is awesome. So tell us a little bit about how you got started, where you travel to. Just kind of tell us a little bit about you. Fill me in. Well, the band Sideline actually started as a side project that I got together uh, back in 2013. We were all in other bands, and uh, this was just a side project project and that's where the name came from sideline and we played maybe three or four gigs a year uh, mostly around here in North Carolina where we're all from and then uh, we were liking what we're doing and decided to to make it a full-time thing and put it on the road so we've been full-time for three years now uh, we work about between 100 and 120 dates a year something like that all over the country um, you know Jason and myself here have been doing this longer than either one of us care to yeah. to, to know, I guess. Uh, but we've, you know, speaking of travel, uh, me personally, I've traveled and played in um, of the the forty eight states joined. Uh, I've been in forty six of them. North Dakota, or no, I guess North Dakota is the only one I hadn't been in, and of course Alaska and Hawaii out of the fifty. So been around got a lot of miles on me same here yeah the, the exact same states and everything so but we, we did it in different bands so that is crazy and i hear steve that you were traveling as a youngin too with your family tell us a little bit about that actually that skip who was supposed to be here but he's he's actually got called on some other duty today but yeah he traveled he started when he was 11 with his family out in california He's my son-in-law now, so I guess I can speak for him. So, I think you definitely can speak to him, for him, definitely. They've traveled extens- extensively, uh, been in Europe a lot. Jason, you've been to Europe as well. Uh, last count, I think I had 27 different countries. Goodness. So tell me what it's like when you go to other cultures, especially. I mean, you know, I tell people when you travel, you know, just getting out of your comfort zone, your familiar zone, and, you know, just traveling to your own backyard sometimes. But what's it like? I mean, where are you from originally? Originally, I'm from about 100 miles from here, just over North Carolina on the Virginia line. Um you know, as far as going to different countries and, and things of that nature, I always try to uh, see what the, go where the locals go, do that kind of thing, which is relatively easy with bluegrass because it's not mainstream anywhere. <laughs> so uh, you, my thing is, you know, you try to go over, you don't want to make no waves, but you definitely want to see as much as you can and have a good guide. You know, we uh, actually did a couple things for uh, – 
the State Department in South America several years ago and uh, went down there and spent a couple of weeks down there and really had a good time. They knew where to take us, you know, so things like that are really fun, but the local flavor is where it's at. And how do people respond to bluegrass when you travel overseas? Generally, the ones that that are there for it, they really have a good time with it. So they're pretty vocal, so it's a lot of fun. And when are you going to get to these other states, Steve? I don't know. I was just thinking we're going to have to book a chicken stew or something in, in North Dakota and get that knocked out, I reckon. I, I, I'm going to do it. I mean, I've done it this long. I, only three states. I, I definitely. And we've had a chance. This man had a chance to go to Alaska, but it just hasn't worked out. Well, maybe you'd need to get on a cruise ship or something that's going to Alaska. That would be good. That's actually what we had a chance for this coming up this summer. We play a, a Caribbean cruise, uh, eastern or western, every year. And uh, we had a chance for this Alaskan, but we already had some dates booked and couldn't work out. So tell me, what's your favorite part of being at Merle Fest? Me, probably seeing you see bands here that you don't see a lot of the other festivals we play uh, you know being americana and what all here you see, and you see that and you see a lot of friends that you don't get a chance to see as well uh, we've already bumped into so many people already today and we haven't even been here an hour yet so. yeah yeah that's true that like I say the the different bands that there's so much going on the number of people are just it, it's pretty astounding so uh the good part about it is you can get in front of the, as many people as possible. If you're going to do it, it's going to happen here. Is this your first time, or no. you've been before? Several this times. The, this the sidelines first time. Yeah. We've all played here in other bands oh, many times. That's so sweet. So here you are now, just being in one big band together. Yep. It's weird. Jason and I talked. We've known each other the better part of 30 years, yep. and we live 100 miles from each other, and we always talked about playing in a band together one day, but probably never thinking it, it would work out. So it's really cool. Yeah, it's been, it's been a lot better than I thought it'd be. <laughs> <laughs> so give me a little bit of advice for, uh, you know, a, an aspiring musician, maybe a kid, you know, a teenager just getting started. Um, what would you say to somebody who's just getting started and wants to get out there? If this is what you want to do, I mean, it's cliche, but follow your dreams. This is all I ever wanted to do. I started playing music when I was 12 years old, and I'm 52 now, so 40 years I've been doing this. And, and you know, luckily for me, it was hard work paid off, but it was being the right place at the right time as well. There's some luck that goes involved, but... Just practice and follow your dreams. Yeah. I would just say the main thing is to stick with it and don't let it whoop you. You know, I mean, because you're only going to learn when it kicks your butt. So you need to be ready to take it and, and deal with it and learn from it and just keep hammering. Well, you guys have made it happen, and it's really great talking to you. Thank you so much, and have so much fun at Merle Fest. Thank you for having us, Merle. Yeah, we appreciate it.
and around to the back of a ruddy gravel parking lot behind the main Watson stage to track down Aaron Burdett, and we bonded as we talked over by the big band buses. Aaron is at Merle Fest as a performer for the first time on a main stage, and he's ready to hit the road again and keep on going. He tells us stories of what life is like on the road and how sometimes there are good times and sometimes not so good times. As Aaron tells us, traveling for your love of music is not always for the faint of heart. But when it's in your blood, traveling becomes a lifestyle, and his lyrics reflect the memories of moments that will touch your soul. You're going to love this guy. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and I'm here at Merle Fest 2018. I'm talking to Aaron Burdett, right? That's right. Awesome. Aaron, it's so nice to meet you. So tell me about your music here. You've been here. Is this your first time? Uh, this is my first time here uh, playing one of the main stages. I was here uh, five years ago or so because I was a finalist in one of the uh, in the Chris Austin songwriting contest. Had a song in the bluegrass category. So that was the only other time I've been up here. So you're on a main stage. Have you already played yet? Oh, yeah. We played the cabin stage yesterday afternoon. Nice. Right, right before it rained. Perfect timing. Yeah, but were you able to catch Chris Christofferson? Oh, yeah. We stayed through the whole evening. Uh, that was great. And, man, the Mavericks at the end of the night, that was, I really loved that. Yeah, so tell me, uh, Aaron, you've been playing music for quite some time, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much as long as I can remember. Uh, I, uh, yeah, yeah. That's very cool. So let's talk a little bit about your traveling, because I know as a musician, you just don't get anywhere unless you go somewhere. So tell me a little bit about your traveling. Well, as you grow, there's more travel. That's all there is to it. I mean, there's no, uh, unless you want to be a local slash regional artist, which is where we all start out, um, uh, you know, you've just, you just got to go three, six, nine hours to wherever the thing is. Um, and as I grow a little bit in the industry, I realize why so many people are in Nashville, because it's right in the middle. Um, uh, I love being over here in western North Carolina, but I definitely see why all, all these buses over here, they came from Nashville, because uh, it's an easy place to radiate out. Um, it's just a natural progression of the industry. There's just no, no way around it. And I would imagine it's to reach more people, because you're really, I mean, I look at m- musicians as service providers. You're teaching us and helping us and getting to our, you know, the roots of problems sometimes just through your own writing and your own song songs. I'm sure going to other cities, meeting new people must really broaden your your world view. Well, that's a, I'll say right off the bat, that's a symbiotic relationship right there because, uh, you know, the whole reason we go to where the people are because that's, uh, it's a two-way street. All that, all that stuff you just said about feeding people and, uh, from the stage we get the same thing from the other direction. And those experiences we have are very much what informs the songs. I mean, y'all meet. I meet people here today that I would never meet around the post office in my hometown um, and hear some stories that I would never hear anywhere else. So, um, yeah, it's just, I guess you just got to go where the people are to, to play for them and play off them. 
Well, tell me one situation in your travel experience that was just kind of a a game changer where you actually felt like, oh, man, I can't do this anymore. But then something clicked and it was like, oh, my gosh, it doesn't matter the consequences. I have to keep going. Well, it's a lot of little things. I mean, sometimes, particularly, you know, when you're traveling and going through a town, you don't you don't know where you're going to be able to stay sometimes. And you try to plan ahead. But, man, I... I tell you, our drummer, this is a good one, our drummer was vomited on in his sleep at a place we were staying last summer, and that really took a toll on morale. Um, you, you just you just never know, because sometimes you stay in a, might stay in a house with people that are just like you, and sometimes you might end up in a party house, and uh, you just never know what might happen. Uh, I don't know. I don't particularly enjoy that sort of thing. Uh, in hindsight, it's a little funny. Ah, it's a little funnier because it wasn't me that it happened to. But, uh, yeah, you just never know. Well, that's what that's what keeps you going, though, right? Like, it's vomit, but... <laughs> it's a good story. It's a great story. <laughs> I don't know. We about lost a wheel on the van last summer coming home from Colorado. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. About 3 in the morning in the Knoxville area. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not for the faint of heart. Well, there you go. It's, I would say traveling musicians, not for sissies, right? No, no. no. <laughs> well, Aaron, thank you so much for your time today, and I'd love to have you back on the show sometime. So let's keep in touch. And Do you have a website where people can listen oh, yeah. to your music? Oh, yeah. AaronBurdett.com gets you to all our stuff. Well, why don't you spell it, just to be on the safe okay, side. Okay, that's Aaron with two A's, A-A-R-O-N, Burdett, B-U-R-D-E-T-T, with no E on the end. Aaron Burdett. Com. Uh, com, yeah. See, you always have to spell it. As a matter of fact, my wife was saying earlier, there's a song called Rock and Roll on my most recent um, album that has some uh, stories like that. And uh, you can listen to that on Spotify or uh, Apple Music or anywhere. Well, we will definitely, definitely spin that one, yeah, Aaron. Check that one out. All right. Well, thanks and have a great rest of the festival. Cool. Thanks, Marilyn. You bet. There's a place that I left when I headed for the west In search of my fortune and fame No, I never even noticed it, but now it's gone And I long for the sweet Carolina day I'm going home, Carolina I'm going home, it's time I hope to stay I'm going home, Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains, they dry my pain my father, he grew up in those mountains He farmed the soil his father did before Mama said he drove that team on the very day he died Plowing perfect furrows in the soil I'm going home, Carolina I'm going home, it's time I hope to stay I'm going home, Carolina Those Blue Ridge Mountains that drive my pain away 
North Carolinians Darren and Brooke Aldridge are joined by band member Carly Arrowwood for a lively conversation about traveling and playing Merle Fest. They even offer up some sound, sensible advice on what to consider if you're an aspiring performer. Darren and Brooke and their band hit the road more and more these days, and traveling is a big part of their lives as musicians. They are all so optimistic as they continue to carve out a very successful career in the acoustic music scene. These folks are on fire and deserving of the acclaim coming their way. And let me tell you, they are as sweet in person as their voices are in their songs. And I'm here with Darren and Brooke and... Carly. Carly. <laughs> uh-huh. See, we're going to get her to speak up. So, Darren and Brooke, you guys have been around for a while, right? We have. We've been established as a band for nearly 10 years. We've been married 10 years. So we put the band together right before we met and uh, then fell in love, and the rest is history. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty good life, doesn't it? it? Sure does. <laughs> so where do you all hail from? Uh, we live in Cherryville, North Carolina, so it's not just about an hour and a half from here in Wilkesboro. So so I hear I hear that it's not Cherryville because there's no E. Is that correct? Uh, you are correct. You would say it Cherryville if you're from there. So. Uh, it's Cherryville. <laughs> I've heard all about that, you guys. And where are you from? I'm from up around Marion, North Carolina. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So you guys travel a bit, right? I love to travel. It's uh, all I've ever done since really high school. I grew up in a traveling family. My dad and his dad and my uncles were truck drivers. So it's in the blood. If I'm home for about two weeks, I'm ready to go somewhere. <laughs> that is in the blood. <laughs> And what about you, Brooke? Um, well, I didn't really get to start traveling a lot until Darren and I s- formed a band, you know. So I had been mostly to South Carolina and just just around other Tennessee, you know, parts of just your local regions, I guess, rather than going too far out of the country. But uh, but since we've had this band, we've gotten to go all kinds of places. So it's been a, a, a neat a neat experience. That is really neat. You know, I interview people all the time about travel, and I always ask, did you travel when you were a kid? And a lot of times people will say they did, you know. It's in the blood. A lot of times people say, no, they never did, but they'd get in the back seat with their mom and dad and their siblings and go on some kind of road trip to visit granny. And just that experience alone opened their eyes, opened their heart to, to new things. So it must be really fun now that you get to travel about together. It is. And, you know, like uh, being on the road is, is such a family oriented thing, too, you know, and especially in this music, you have to be like a family when you travel because you're all together. And uh, it, it's not like that in all genres of music because yeah. like country music, you know, they the art, the main artist gets in her bus or his bus and then the band comes later, you know, so it's kind of like in this in this band, uh, we're together all the time. So. So how many people are in the band? Um, we have five in the band, so, yeah. <laughs> and you've been playing with them for how long? Almost four years. This will be four years, yeah. Well, you look like you must have started when you were 10. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> I'll be 22 this year, so, yeah. And you play fiddle? Yeah. So have you been playing since you were a kid, or is that something new? Well, I have been playing, like you said, since I was 10. I I started out with classical violin and uh, basically picked up fiddle by ear because that's 
what I want to do. I asked Santa for a violin for Christmas when I was three, so that was kind of like, okay, this is what you're going to do for the rest of your life and just not realize it till you're 10. So That is so awesome. So is this your first or second, or how many times have you been to Merle Fest? Oh, gracious. Uh, I would say 10 or 12, maybe, I mean, over my career playing so it's been a while you lucky you are old hats i'll tell you what so tell me one thing that you just love about being here at merle fest well like brooke said it's family oriented and it's a lot of folks we we might not get to see the rest of the year and a lot of great artists that we get to visit with and collaborate different you know things on stage and invite people up to pick with you that you're that you really love or you might sit down with somebody you hadn't ever played with before and it's just special times and that's what doc and merle you know they wanted to put out and it was that way with doc playing all his career you know he'd always have maybe somebody sit in or this and that what about you, Brooke? Well, it, I think it's just nice to, to actually be a fan in the audience, too, you know, because we, we go and travel so much and, and play uh, for an audience, so it's nice to be part of the audience and actually get to enjoy all the artists that are here at Merle Fest. And there are so many. Thirteen stages. My goodness. I mean, I've I've discovered some that I didn't even know existed. Yeah. What about you? Yes, so this is my second Merle Fest. My first time was last year, and we actually were fortunate enough to play the Watson stage last year. So that was was a huge blessing. Um, But, yeah, I mean, any kind of festival really is just getting to see everybody and mingle and, um, like, be part of the audience, too. Instead of, you know, being on stage all the time, it's nice to be on the opposite side of the stage. So that's... That's really fun. Well, there's such a nice vibe here, I'll tell you. It's like just everybody is so nice. Last night we were uh, hanging out watching Chris Christopherson. It was raining. You know, and this lady and her husband just came over. Hey, you want to stand under my umbrella? Mm, (laughs) It was the sweetest thing, you know. So let me ask you, if you were uh, an aspiring musician, somebody who's just getting started, you've had a background of music and been doing this for a long time, what would you say to somebody who's just kind of like feeling the passion, you know, I've got my instrument, I want to get out there, I want to hit the road. What do you you think? Well, I'd, you know give away all the advice i could saying just go for your dream search for your heart play you know this is a perfect place to see all that you can be picking in a little jam tent and then go see one of your biggest heroes on the stage and if you're lucky get to meet them you know i can remember coming here just a teenager i've just been playing just a few years and uh getting to see allison Krauss up close for the first time getting to see tony rice you know, play. Of course, Sam Bush and all the regular greats, it's always here. And uh, seeing Doc, I guess seeing Doc here, I think I saw him over in Avery County for the first time, but being a part of that and then getting to know those folks and the better you get as an artist or musician and start to blend in, you know, it's this that's this kind of music you get to do that with. That's really great. What about you, Brooke? Um, I would just say don't give up because um, this is a tough business and it's very competitive. Um, but just like Darren said, follow your heart and, you know, be be the artist that you've always wanted to be, no matter what kind of music you're putting out there, because good music's good music. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. And what about you? 
I guess just the same. I I feel like I'm still in those shoes, you know, because I'm I'm not quite 22. I'm still learning things and lucky enough to be under Darren and Brooke and, you know, learning how to be a part of a band and how to collaborate. And, you know, it's not five individual sounds. It's one sound that you have to learn how to, you know, be a part of that and, um, you know, just surround yourself with people like that that can teach you the things that you need to know <laughs> and you know that's true in all things but i have to say speaking of of shoes now little birdie told me brooke that you love shoes <laughs> I do love shoes yes i'm a little obsessed when it comes to shoes i actually just bought a new pair yesterday well, so. there you go well see you and i have a lot in common when i heard that i thought well i'm gonna like brooke because we have a lot in common yeah. Uh, we'll have to go shoe shopping while we we're did. at Merle Fest. <laughs> Definitely. Well, thank you all for being here on Speaking of Travel. It's really great. I want to keep up with you and, you know, touch base again and even have you in the studio sometime. If you're ever up in the Asheville area, you just need to let me know. Thank you so much for having us. Mm-hmm. Our pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. You bet. an incredible time and plan on returning again and again. You know what? Sometimes you just have to go for it. This is Marilyn Ball with Speaking of Travel. Don't postpone joy.